Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Sans Pants Network. February Cube. If I don't recover these dark souls, then the world's gonna end. You got it. Shit. Jackson. What? (laughs) It's February again. I know what that means, but tell me. It means... That it is Februaim two, Februaim cube two, (laughs) a sequel, a celebration of all things Nintendo GameCube. Yes, every February, as is tradition Mm -hmm. and has been tradition for twenty years, the greatest console ever made, at least the most cube shaped (laughs) and the one with the most handle. (laughs) Yes. uh. Welcome to this week's episode of Thumb Cramps, a video game review podcast for everyone whose thumbs are cramping. I'm Joel. I'm Jackson. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Mm -hmm. a fan favorite, one Mm -hmm. of my personal favorite guests, Sleepy Nice. What's up, fellas? It's good to be back. Hey, happy February Cube. Welcome to the game hole. Happy February Cube to you guys as well. Uh, And I just want to say, Cube, uh, one of my favorite prisms. Oh, Oh, yeah. One of the best. One of the best. best. It's crazy that the GameCube is not only the most cube, but also has the littlest discs. That's so many things going on. It was so different. It was so unique. You know, very adorable. Like the, it's kind of. I wonder. I wonder what they taste like. I've never actually tasted a GameCube game. It, it makes me think of the mm. tiny little Switch cartridges. Yes. Yeah, Nintendo loves making a little tiny version Absolutely. of a thing that already exists. Yeah, and then making it taste like poison. What does a CD yeah. taste like? Have you ever licked a CD? You know what? I I actually have not licked a CD either. I don't think I've tasted any media, <laughs> yeah. any physical media. <laughs> we do it all the time. We watch physical media, but we're never tasting it. What am What's I that about? <laughs> One of my friends got drunk and took a bite out of Austin Powers' spy. <laughs> Who shagged me on DVD? Did, oh, what did they? Uh, did they chop their mouth off? <laughs> they took a bite and then spat it out, and everyone was like, "That's funny." You ate Austin Powers. <laughs> anyway, today we are looking at Time Splitters Two and other games. Before we get to that, you've unlocked a memory of mine. <laughs> That we must simply address. So I am not young enough, maybe like eight or nine, and me and my brother have a bunch of CDs, Uh presumably like my parents' CDs, Uh and we're just snapping them. (laughs) 
We're oh just, yeah, you got to snap a CD. We're in snapping your the CDs, and then mom and dad come in and they're like, "What are you doing?" And they're not obviously they're probably mad that we're snapping their CDs. <laughs> yeah, but they're mostly scared because when you snap a CD, it's shards. It, there's shards mm. everywhere. Mm. Wow, dude, why were we doing that? I don't know, something to do. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, okay. you were like eight or nine, so yeah. your brother's like six or seven. I was probably influenced. Hey. Bro, you want to come into the lounge room and snap CDs nah, with me? No, I reckon you saw him snap a CD and then you wanted in on it. Even yeah. though he's a younger brother, he often leads you astray. That is true. He does have older brother energy. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Like that time where you were like 20 years old at a playground and you got stuck upside down. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. he saved my life then. So. Yeah. You know, I feel like, like I've snapped CDs in my life, but um, it's it's like a, an inversion of the old like finding pornography in the forest. But it's like you find a bunch of CDs at a park yeah. somewhere, oh yeah, and you snap them and throw them. Like <laughs> yeah. I think that, that it's a very formative sort of experience yeah, for a person I, of a certain age. I threw a copy of Kiss Chasey's second album, Hymns of the Nonbeliever, onto train tracks. Did you watch a train go over? Them? Sure did. That's sick, yeah. dude. Yeah. Was it satisfying or kind of like a bit nothingy? It was pretty much nothingy because. <laughs> train went past and then we were like, I don't know where the disc is <laughs> yeah. or what's going on. But I, I, I was told throughout most of my childhood that if you put a coin on the tracks, you'll derail the train. No, it That's flattens not the true. coin. Yeah, I know. That's they did, told you that to not make you not go near train <laughs> yeah. tracks, basically. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. It, it was, the, uh, you know, in a world where no one told me that, I am a statistic. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would have been like, wow, I could fit so many more coins in my wallet if they're all flat. Dude, if it flattens a coin, imagine what it will do to my head. <laughs> Are flattened coins still legal tender? I don't know. I think so. Depends how flat, I think. <laughs> Torn notes are still legal tender Provided that they are like 60% still there or something That's true When I was a kid I went to the milk bar With a $5 note And the guy behind the counter was like This is too small <laughs> And he kicked me out That's awesome I was like 7 It's so funny he thought I was trying to use counterfeit currency Yeah at the milk bar You gotta be bar. careful at the milk Just bar Just trying dude. to buy like a chalky milk or something yeah. And he's like Money launderer Brother you see how small this $5 note is No Get out of here Get out your band. <laughs> well, when you're a little guy, every note seems so big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, that's true. I don't know the, sh the size of things. Anyway, what's this game you're playing? Uh, I'm playing Time Splitters 2, which was a game. Well, it's a game series. Oh, it's, yeah. the, it's the sequel. Okay. Uh, and Time Splitters was originally made by the team that was responsible for the multiplayer of GoldenEye, I believe, or were oh. heavily influenced by it. I can't remember which one. That's awesome. People dude. don't come to thumb cramps for spot on facts. No, 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 no. Who um, knows why they're here? Yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> uh, on that note, thank you so much to Obsidian Entertainment who sent us uh, a Christmas card. Yeah. Why'd we, you do that? We don't know how you <laughs> know who we are. And it's even scarier that you had our address. Because, yeah. uh, um, look, I know listeners, you're probably like, like you might have seen that post on Instagram yeah. and you're like, oh, they get games, like review codes for games and yeah. stuff like that sometimes. So Obsidian probably just have a list of places yeah. to send it out to be like, hey, thanks for reviewing the games. We have never... <laughs> had any media interaction no. with obsidian they just it's like it's like a little wink and a nod when they said they're like hey we're watching also we don't put our address on any of our email <laughs> yeah, signatures yeah, yeah. i sign off every email as joel Dusha thumb cramps that's it 
There's they not even like a logo. They figured it out. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it nonetheless. And, but it's also a bit scary. Yeah, and Obsidian, if you are listening, you know the rules when it comes to making video true. games and listening to thumb cramps. If you are a fan of thumb cramps and you make video games, mm -hmm. you gotta put me and Jackson in the we game. We gotta go in the game. So the Outer Worlds <laughs> 2 will feature characters called Joel and Jackson. And yeah. if you want to kill us in a tutorial mission, yes. that's fine. Run us over with this <laughs> truck. <laughs> the only truck in the Outer Worlds. And you use it to <laughs> run us over. And then it runs out of gas. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank you for the Christmas card. And, uh, yeah, Time Split is 2. Yeah. Uh, it's a game that I had never played until I started playing it to review here. Sure. I had played Future Perfect before. Mm -hmm. And it was a very exciting game series when the GameCube was around. Uh, my first experience with Time Split is Future Perfect was on GameCube, even though I think people associate this series with, like, maybe the Xbox. But for me... It's a GameCube game. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. in Australia, uh, because I don't know if listeners are aware, and I don't, frankly, do not understand this, the GameCube didn't do Red Hot. That's crazy, dude. Which meant that certain games uh, didn't really appear in Australian stores ever. Yeah, The Time yes. Splitter series, one of those games. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So we just didn't get oh, like, it? We would, I think what happened oh, it was... It was just really rare. It would have been rarer here. Mm. Um... I have Future Perfect, but that was an imported version because I also have a freeloader. Remember those? Oh, yes. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, but even like games like a game series I really struggled to get on GameCube as a kid was Lego Star Wars. Oh, weird. So, Ooh, I had that ubiquitous. on the original Xbox. Yeah, Hell yeah. Yeah. I got one and two on GameCube again with the freeloader. Mm -hmm. uh, really good stuff. For some reason, their GameCube games. Just didn't really come here. They'd be like, yeah, we'll stock it on PlayStation and yeah, Xbox. That's so Who weird. cares? That's so the weird. Prince of Persia games are hard to come well, Especially by. after the success of the Nintendo 64. You would think they would be like, let's put... Would you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. The Nintendo 64 also wasn't a success. It just feels big. That's so... I guess it's just a huge part of our childhood yeah. or whatever. It I mean, also only has like... 12 games yeah. <laughs> and you look at the number like the list of uh, complete you know yeah. uh, official Nintendo 64 games is very small that's very true I think yeah. it's literally like 149 or something like that's that that's crazy yeah. and GameCube's got like 350 wow <laughs> But the GameCube, I mean, but then like, the Wii, <coughs> yeah, enough to kill an army. <laughs> yeah. You could flood a nation with every Wii title. Too it's many so games. true. It's so true. It's so because they were releasing like twelve in one snooker ball challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brain Carnival training for dogs or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of red hot titles on the Wii. Yeah, Wii um, basketball dribbling. <laughs> <laughs> no shooting in that one. No shooting. It's just all a dribbling, dribbling simulator. <laughs> you just do. You just waggle the Wii mode. Yeah. Down. This game is awesome. <laughs> nice bounce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Time Splitters Two, it it's been a very interesting experience playing it now. Yeah. Because I love Goldeneye. Sure. Who doesn't? But odd I job. I could, odd job. He's there, babe. Do you reckon tonight you can give me an odd job? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, last night you gave me a reach around and an odd job. That's six base. <laughs> It just you just pixelated. Just two nude people pixelated. You can't tell what's going on in there. But it looks Babe, awesome. That was so odd. <laughs> <laughs> that was the oddest sexual encounter yeah. I've ever had. Love getting an odd job. Sorry, go Na on. Natalia. Yeah. Uh, who else is in Goldeneye? James Bond. <laughs> That's right. Trevelyan. That's right. Jaws. Jaws. Uh, yeah, Jaws. That, wait, no, no, is that wait, it's not that's not his name, is it? It's not Jaws the Shark. I think no, it no, is no, Jaws. It's just Jaws. Is it just Jaws? I think it's just Jaws. That is yeah. why he's got the same name as a shark. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it is 
was this cut content or in the original Golden Knight? Do they have multiple different bonds? It's cut content. Ah, oh, that's so sad. So there was originally mm. a uh, multiplayer mode where it was all the it was Connery, Brosnan, Roger Moore, and I can't remember which of the very sh- yeah. limited run bonds it was. There was one though, yeah, yeah. Uh, but While then- we're talking about Golden Eye, is, is, did you guys ever play it with the two controllers, one player? Have you spoken about this on the podcast? No, before? but it's oh. awesome. It's so sick. Do you know what this is? No. So there, there's a, a legitimate controller uh, configuration built into the game where you play with two Nintendo 64 Whoa. controllers and you play it like a traditional first-person shooter with two that sticks, rocks. between sticks. Yeah, they were ahead of the game. And if you play it that way on a Nintendo 64, it feels incredible yeah, I can with imagine. two Z buttons. Because like when you play it these days, because you, you can play it with an emulator and a couple of different yeah. programs yeah. that let you use a mouse and keyboard, and that feels fantastic. Yeah. So I imagine that would... Oh, that's cool as. I, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, even the Xbox version of... It feels really good with twin sticks. Yeah. But um, the reason I bring up GoldenEye is because it's really hard for me to uh, separate myself from, like, just the memory of playing the game. So, therefore, knowing how to do all of the missions because I did them as a kid versus if I was coming in cold and doing them. Yeah, Because Time Splitters 2 has a very similar mission structure. And it is so hard to figure out what (laughs) you need to do. (laughs) Like, um... Yeah, like it's just truly baffling. Like, so some stuff will be like relatively make sense. It'll yeah. be like kill this guy. Yeah, and all of those characters like boss enemies. So when you walk into the room, there's a health bar that appears. You're like, well, that's the guy. Yeah, sure. But then, especially the first level when I hadn't experienced it properly at all. Yeah. It'll be like, locate the time crystal and walk through the portal. And I'm like, what does the time crystal look like? What do you mean, portal? No, you have to locate it. Yeah. Yeah. Where locate is it, it, dude? Find it. And when you walk into the building that the time crystal's in, it just says time crystal located. And I'm like, I that this doesn't help me. Because I'm like, did I? F- does that count? Did I find it? Um, and the more I've played it, the more I get what it's doing. Yeah. So there's a handheld map in the game. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but it's like a display screen that you're holding. Yeah. And the time crystal located comes up when it, the time crystal has been located on that map. Oh, so like if you okay. walk into a building that it's in, it's like you it'll found, be like, it's oh, in it's, this, yeah. it's on the map if you look at the map. And the game doesn't tell you any of this. And I will say, though, this very much comes from uh, instruction booklet era. Yes, yeah, yeah. So maybe if I read the instruction booklet, which I have, I'm playing this legitimately on a GameCube. I yes. located it at a cash converters for uh, thirty rocks. Australian dollars, oh, yeah. which is a bargain. Yeah, big time. That's good, especially complete with manual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's uh. Wait, so you have the manual, but you refuse to read it? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> unfortunately, through years of uh, no longer including manuals with video games, I've forgotten how to read. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's so sad, yeah, dude. dude. You can. I mean, you could probably relearn. Mm. No, it's too late. Yeah, it's, it's too, too late. late. Yeah, figure out. I just. About it. Uh, yeah. So sleepy. Uh, this is something you would have seen the whole time we've been sitting here. But both Jackson and I are wearing hats. Yes. And I just yeah. remembered that prior to recording, <laughs> Jackson found his that hat that he's currently wearing on the floor. It's a floor hat. <laughs> Put it on and was yeah. like, whose hat's this? I messaged the Sandspans Radio general chat. I said, who's this hat? And everybody thought they were so freaking funny and said, it's Jackson's. <laughs> so guess what? Who got a new hat? <laughs> That's it. Whoa, Sleepy's wearing a hat too. The Hat Brothers right I've again. been wearing this hat the whole <laughs> yeah. time, guys. Whoa! It's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. We're it's protect- one for the viewers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> AKA us. <laughs> um, 
Also, just speaking of time splitters and like weird game mechanics. Yeah. So uh, when you start, it has a, a difficulty system, again, very reminiscent of GoldenEye, where it's rather than like agent, secret agent, double O agent, it's just easy, normal, hard. Yeah. But it's the same thing where like easy doesn't have all of the objectives, normal has most of them, and then hard has maybe like a bonus one, but also yeah, okay. the. I've never experienced a game that has such a massive difficulty leap between easy and normal. Really? I couldn't finish the first level on normal and then Whoa. breezed through like the first four levels without really taking more than like three hits. That's on easy. crazy. <laughs> now, did you start on normal and then go down yeah. or did you start on easy? Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's how I like to do it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm usually not a, when it comes to modern games, uh, I'm usually never a touch an easy yeah. kind of guy like if it, i if i'm finding it hard or normal bad luck i just need to get better mm. um I, and the most insulting thing that a death screen can do will be like hey you can change the difficulty oh, in yeah. the menu nintendo does that all the time now yeah hey, you made of piss <laughs> hey brother you can play as yoshi with a gun and you can't take any damage <laughs> why is yoshi got the gun <laughs> so he can't get hurt by the goombas oh uh, that's true that is yeah, yeah and I, I never used to have like a policy with what difficulty i started on like it would just sort of be random and yeah. then i remembered uh when i first got into guitar hero 3 yeah i had a had a buddy who was very good at it yeah and we would play together and i I was trying to get better at it so that we could play all of the difficult levels on hard together. Yeah. He could, he was like a, through the fire and the flames, could play it on the hardest difficulty kind of guy. that's awesome. And I remember asking him, like, how do I get better? Like, what's the... And he was like, just play the game on hard. Like, don't... Yeah. You can't... You're not going to learn the skills to play hard yeah. in the lower difficulties. Mm, so just sure. learn on hard. Yeah. And I was like... Ah, that's actually good advice for life. Yeah. So I, I just started playing everything on the hardest difficulty. Absolutely. I don't do that anymore, but for a long time, that was just how I went. I went by it. Yeah. I think for me, it just totally depends on the game. Like, <laughs> like an Uncharted or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm. I just kind of want the fun of that. I'm playing it on normal. Although sometimes, even with Uncharted, because it's kind of a different experience, I'll play it on like whatever the hardest difficulty is. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I it, yeah, it just depends on the game. I think for me. Um, yeah. I'm always a normal, or unless it's a game series where, you know, like games sometimes have like five difficulties. Yeah. Sometimes I might knock it up one notch. Yes. Yeah. Like um, a Halo or whatever. Like there's just yeah, like a, there's an in between. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I feel like I may have even done that with the new Doom games, but I de- the the last time I explicitly remember doing it was like the two Star Wars games, like the Dark Souls Star Wars. Oh the, yeah. Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order. Because it's like, normal is made for people that haven't experienced any like Dark Souls-y type games. Yeah. It's more of like mm-hmm. an action-adventure game. And I was like, no, because your, sell- your selling point is that this is like yeah. very like time-based, parry-heavy combat. I was like, let's get that experience mm. happening. And it was hard for a bit, <laughs> but then it clicked. And then I was like, this is Absolutely. normal for me now. Sometimes as well, I like to go... Oh, when hard feels normal, that's good. But oh, when easy yeah. feels normal, <laughs> you're in trouble. When hard feels <laughs> normal. But sometimes it's nice... But sometimes to s- normal feels easy. Well, I'll, sometimes it's good to start at hard so yeah. that you're going down to normal mm, rather than starting at true. normal and going down to easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hard, f- normal feels easy when hard that is normal. When you yeah. mm. I've, I've been playing over the last like few years, I've been playing through all the Yakuza oh, yeah. games yep. in release order. Um, and I'm up to five now. And they're like, they're not hard games, but especially when you've played so many in a row, it doesn't really differ that much in the combat. Yeah. Um, 
but you can't play hard until you've beaten the game on normal for yep. all of these games. But also all of the games have an achievement where if you started on normal and didn't lower to easy, you just get the achievement at the end of the game. <laughs> and every single time I beat a Yakuza, I get that achievement and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I did just... <laughs> Is that an achievement? I don't know. Uh, like, that's great. I, I never went down to easy, but then I never... I'm not going to play the game again. No, yeah. no, 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 no. So, that's a, such a yeah. funny reward. You're like, oh, play yeah. the game again, but harder now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm good. I just finished uh, Kirby Return to Dreamland, and that is uh, one of the bonus things with that. It's like yeah. extra mode. I was like, oh, what's this? And it's the same game, but with half health. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Time Splitters 2, I think I was expecting, because I knew that it had like a huge following, yeah. and it's like a vi- like people see it as a very important game. But for me, it felt like the awkward like in-between step from like where GoldenEye was to like where first-person shooters are now. Okay. And it's goofy, and the whole thing is like every level is set in a different time period in a different location. That's fun. So the weapons change. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, like there's one level where it's like set in the future, so you've got like laser guns, and then the next level you're in Notre Dame in the eight uh, in the 19th century, so you've got like these really old timey guns. That's awesome. Oh, time splitters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why there's the time crystals. I get it, dude. I get it now. Uh, Finally. And yeah, like... Located. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, like, it it has, like, a lot of charm, and, like, the things you have to do in each level are fun. Although, uh, the level I'm up to currently, which is only about halfway through the game, and I know some time splitters' heads are going to come at me being like, you're not even that far. And to that I say, I spent like two and a half hours trying to beat the first level on normal (laughs) and couldn't. And then I breezed through the next, but... It's set in 2019 in Neon Tokyo, and it's oh. a uh, stealth level, which oh, I was no. not expecting. Yeah, uh, you've got to follow a hacker into their hole, and then <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. got to hide while they use their password, so you can hear the password. And it took me so many attempts to realize that I was like, "Oh, this is my friend." So yeah. I just like followed behind them, and then they turned around and got spooked <laughs> and started shooting me. And then I just shot them, and then it was like, "Mission failed." And I was like, "Damn Why? it!" <laughs> but then. Um, Again, because the missions don't really tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. I followed them into the base and it was like, complete. You got into the hacker's hole. Yeah. And then they turned around and started shooting me and then I shot them and it was like, mission failed. <laughs> Obtained the hacker's password. And I was like, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, awesome. look, it is a fun game and I will go back to it and probably polish it off yeah. on easy. I'm not going back to normal. Yeah, fair Too enough. Hard. Fair enough. Yeah. That's okay. Um. Just because I'm curious, like every level, I'm like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, like, I, that's like a, that's the Notre Dame level a is very horror appealing themed. part of the. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you got to rescue maidens, and there's like z- horrible ghouls trying to kill oh, you. Oh, I love a ghoul. Yeah, dude. yeah. Anyway, uh, Time Split is two on GameCube. Look, February GameCube's not off to the best start, yeah, but I got okay. I got some games in my back pocket oh, that I'm yeah, pretty baby. excited to talk about in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so three thumbs and a knock, I reckon. Time Split is two. It just is. I think if I played this when it came out, it would have blown my head off. Yeah. But playing it now if, with no nostalgia. Yeah, you're like, it well, feels, and it, you can see the rough edges, kind of. Yeah, and it doesn't have like the going back to the Nintendo 64 era where yeah. they're like, hey, this is, we're just figuring out what to do for the first time. This is the first one. This is like this weird in between. Mm, yeah. It's like a puberty game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pubic hair game. I've never even uh, looked at this game in motion. I don't know what this game looks like, but I do remember that the cover kind of looks like a Limp Biscuit. Yeah, cover like the illustration. <laughs> Very much of. does. Um, it, is the game? Does the game look like that, or is it? No, it's is like, that not a good indication. Um, 
it's like very like it almost has like the characters almost have like a plasticine sort of look. Like Whoa. it's like a weird. Uh, there's another game. Oh, Clay Fighter. Yeah. Not, not quite. <laughs> Clay not, Fighter three and a half. More realistic. Than, yeah, nice, nice. More realistic than Clay Fighter, but uh, like here, I'll show Jackson. Okay. Hopefully. Wait a second. More realistic than Clay Fighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that know. even possible? I don't know dude? about this. Like they look like that. Oh yeah, they kind of look. It, oh, that's. I mean, that's a 4K remaster. Yeah. Kind of like. Yeah, I see. Which is sort of. I'm tricking you by showing you one of the main characters that looks like Shadow Man. What it kind? Yeah. <laughs> what it kind of looks oh, like. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm seeing this guy now. He does look like Shadow Man. It's kind of like if like aliens needed to make human skin. To yeah. infiltrate it's sort of like a society. Beyond Good and Evil kind. Yeah, of I think it actually thing. might be the. That was the game I was thinking of to compare it to. Uh, it was made by Free Radical Design, which I believe made. I mean, you they recently... get what you give. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no, they just made Time Splitters and uh, Haze, which bombed their uh, studio, and then they were bringing back. Uh, then uh, Enforcer bought them recently, and was like, "Hey, make a new Time Splitters," and then they cancelled it and fired the studio. That's uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Is Haze is. Is Hayes that game where on the cover there's a guy yellow with mask. a yellow mask? Yeah. yeah. I played heaps of that game for some reason. Yeah, that's weird, dude. Why was that do a that? launch title? Uh, for PS3, I think it was, yeah. yeah. It was that's big... why you played it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, it was released worldwide in May 2008, and releases for the Xbox 360 and Microsoft Windows were cancelled. Let me tell you, from memory, it stunk. Yeah. Why'd you play so much of it? Because I had this friend in high school, <laughs> and he, <laughs> like, he like made me play a bunch of games. That's why I've played all the Army of Twos. Yeah, I played all. Oh, of them you know what? I like that Army of Two series. I think that's a good little co-op shooter game. I, I he also made me play all the Kane and Lynches. They were fun. Okay, now Kane and Lynch Two Dog Days is one of my most like underrated slept on <laughs> games. They were of all good games. And he because he was like one of those guys that loved. This guy's got great taste. <laughs> is what I'm saying. He was one of those guys that was loved. Was this the same friend you had that made you sleep on a pile of comic books when you stayed over at no, his house? No, 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 that was another friend of mine. <laughs> um... You need better friends, dude. <laughs> okay, I could have. Uh, well, here's a funny thing about that friend, okay, that I remembered recently because I was made fun of about this in another podcast. So whenever I went to his house, like, I would just sleep on the floor, like, whatever, on a pile of comic books in his old clothes. But I remember there was a period of time, like a point in our friendship, yeah. like three to four years in, where I realized in the living room they had a fold-out bed. Yeah. And I slept on that <laughs> from that point on. That's fair enough. He uh, never brought it up. That's awesome. It was like his mom came down and was like, do you want to sleep on a bed? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> she was like, there's a double bed in the lounge room. Anyway, good stuff. Um, well, you used to like sleeping on the comic books because when he fell asleep first because he was comfortable in a bed, yeah. you would then just read comic books on the floor that you were sleeping on top yeah, of. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that's awesome. I, it's not a negative memory. That's... <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Sleepy, just quickly taking it back to gold now before we move on. Um, speaking of control schemes, I meant to bring this up before, but then we got distracted. I got distracted. Uh, have you heard about the control scheme they removed right, like, literally right up until the start of the, uh, the release? There was a control scheme setting that they had for reloading. No, tell me. Uh, so the way you used to have to reload in GoldenEye, or one of the control scheme options, was to disconnect and reconnect the rumble pack. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's, that's really so good. Cool. I mean, it would feel terrible. Yeah. Like, it would not be <laughs> yeah. good. It would also probably oh. be terrible for the Rumble Pack and the yeah. controller. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely, time. yeah. 
But yeah, having to reload by literally unclicking the rumble pack and clicking it back in. Oh, it would be satisfying. But also, like, with the way the you held no, it. No, because you... I think the way you would hold it, because of where the Z button is in the controller stick, yeah. and because you're shooting with that, I actually think it wouldn't feel too bad. I suppose because you're not you're really not... pressing any of the other buttons, are you? The only mm, other... I guess so. Yeah, because yeah. the other buttons are just, like, open doors. Yeah, so you might need to flip back to them, but you could... Yeah, could and, like, you don't, like need to, you don't need to be aiming if you're reloading because you can't shoot while you're reloading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, maybe it would have been good. Rare if you're listening, when you make GoldenEye 2, put yeah. that back in. Put that back in, <laughs> add a rumble pack to whatever... <laughs> Surely there was there could have been on? even more possibilities for like ridiculous Nintendo sixty four hardware integration, yeah. like yeah, getting the yeah. microphone from Hey You Pikachu to reload. Or something. Oh, you, yeah. you have to yell reload, reload. into the microphone. <laughs> that would have been awesome as well because from memory that microphone was not good. Pikachu oh, never yeah. did what you wanted. <laughs> reload, reload. You just get shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So three thumbs and a knock for time splitters too. Jackson, what have you been playing? So I've been playing a game called Pseudo Regalia. Do you guys know this oh. game? <laughs> yes, it's a very. I'm so glad because this was on my short list of games to talk about. It's so I'm so glad you're doing game. it. So it's a. I would say it's like a movement platformer, Castle Vario sort of mm-hmm. game. Sorry, Metroid Vario yeah, sort of game. Castle Vario is an interesting one. <laughs> Metroid Vario, I get. I don't know what a Castle Vario is, dude. <laughs> frightened. That's a vampire talking about Wario's castle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, in Pseudo Regalia, you play a rabbit lady with her ass out. Awesome. <laughs> um, so good. And you wake up in a cell. It's it's kind of a sort of a platformer, so it's three D. You wake up in a cell. You don't really get any context. It's very kind of dark, soulsy. I think in in that in that sort of vibes where they're just like, hey, here's a gigantic world that is comprised of like a castle and surrounds. Uh, go out there and figure out what's going on. And then the way the game the gameplay works is you, you do a very fun, very tight platforming throughout this kind of castle, defeating enemies or whatever. I mean, there's a pretty limited number of enemies, but they're, they're kind of only there to, in a weird way, further the platforming. Uh, and you explore this gigantic castle, and you get upgrades for your movement um, to explore further parts of it. At a certain point, you realize you find this this sort of area where it's like, oh, there's like five keys scattered across the map. Go and collect them uh, using all of your movement skills. Um, but it's just so tight and fun, and and it's kind of like just so satisfying to just jump in and jump around you know what i mean <laughs> jump around Man, jump it's, around uh, the, the thing that really took me about this game is that it is tight in so many particular ways but loose and janky mm. in just enough ways Absolutely. that you can you can kind of sequence break and mm-hmm. um perform like really unusual combinations of these like tight mechanics to get to places you Theoretically, shouldn't be able to. Absolutely, but the game allows for you to do it and accounts for it yeah. by having everything be spread out, all of the things that you need to collect spread out in ways that means you're not actually like breaking the game. No, no, into it's, certain it's places early. Very much baked in that like yeah. sequence breaking and that kind of speed running side of it. Like, it's for, just, yeah. so good when games like uh, know that sequence breaking is possible mm. and therefore like build it in. Metroid Dread yeah. has a crazy mm. one. That if you sequence break in the right order, and I think it's if you get the bombs before a certain boss fight, you don't fight the boss. Oh, There's a cutscene cool. where Ooh. you... Yeah, it plays a cutscene instead where Samus uses the ability you're not meant to have yet 
and just kills the boss in like a cutscene. Uh, so it's a hidden cutscene that you only see if you sequence, sequence break. break. That's awesome. I really like that actually. Yeah. I didn't play that game, but I, that's that's cool. Metroid Dread rocks. Um, uh, yeah. So like for me in this game, the you, you slowly. Obviously, like any Metro, uh, Metroid Vario, you like yep. get different sort of abilities or whatever. And what's great about these is that the you know, in, and I think in a lot of Metroid Varios, you get an ability and you're like, oh, here are the points in the map where yeah. I will use that ability. And there are places like that in Pseudo Regalia, but it all it, it more feels like you're just kind of like adding to your arsenal to get around. Sort of, I don't know. It's kind of like a hard difference to describe, but it feels more like you're it's just for actual travel and movement every upgrade like that's kind of the fun of getting them in a weird way but for me so one of i just couldn't find one uh <laughs> but i knew where i needed to go and because you just can sequence break so much of the game was me being like well i, I well, one i don't know where this thing is the next sort of upgrade i need but two i actually don't know what that upgrade will give me and if it is necessary even so so many areas i'm like well with my limited arsenal what do i need to do to get to this part of the map, to get across to this place that I'm probably not meant to get to. And I got to so many places just because I was kind of forced to, and I yeah. was forced to learn how the movement works. Uh, one thing I really like is that the movement is, it's like fluid, but not fluid at the same time, which I guess is that yeah. kind of jankiness where... You it's know, like animated it, on the twos in the same way that those like mm. Spider-Verse games are. So there is like a weird disconnect between what you're doing. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. But it really works. Like, you know, you have it like your, works so well. your Mario Odyssey, I guess, which is like super fluid and super yeah. bouncy or whatever. Uh, but this somehow, because it's not like that, it feels like more direct or whatever. Your, your inputs to like the consequence of those inputs. Um, you can find costumes as well around. You can put pants on your rabbit. If you don't want to be looking at the rabbit lady's ass, I the did whole time. put pants on my rabbit. I will admit, I did, and then I took them off. Okay. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> <Hell> worse. <yeah. laughs> well, I was like, oh, I can put pants because I thought it was funny that you could put pants. I don't know. Um, Sleepy, did you do that in case someone walked into the room and saw you just staring at a rabbit's ass? Um, I actually was streaming the game, oh, and, I, yeah. and I was very uncomfortable with how much rabbit ass was on that's, the screen. That makes so sense. I, I smart. covered it up. Yeah, that's, that's smart. smart. That's you don't smart want stuff. Twitch going in there yeah. and being like, "Hey, rabbit ass? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you kicked out." Um, <laughs> you can also like obviously like any Metroid Vario, you you know you get sort of health gr- upgrades and stuff. Um, but I think at a certain point they sort of start to feel pretty nominal. Um, yeah, I didn't see... There wasn't many times where I was, like, dying because I didn't have enough health. No. Um, but it was more like... It had that um, Mario Odyssey thing of, like, I wonder if I can get up there, and you do, and then there's yeah. a health upgrade. Absolutely. And it's like, you're, okay, you're, cool, you're, you're there was rewarded. a reason. It was yeah. kind of... Yeah, they kind of... Those little health upgrades or those, like, little, oh, you know, you, you do, you know, twice as much damage or whatever. The kind of non-movement-based upgrades were just kind of, like, a, yeah, rewards. They're, like, a, yeah. a reason for you to use the really fun movement of the game one thing i found out i, th- I think this is true is that well i, I think I'm pretty- it's cool to find something out and be like i'm pretty sure this well, is true well i think it was the, the- that, uh, yeah big pharma is putting chemicals in the sky fluoride. that are making our dicks small i'm pretty sure the fluoride is controlling my mind yeah. <laughs> it's a cool thing i found out maybe yeah, yeah. um no but I, i'm pretty sure it was the 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 dev of this game and they were saying that before they did pseudo regalia they were working on like a 3d celeste which i think makes so much sense like is it looked like a fun little fan project didn't a 3d yeah. celeste just yeah it out? did and that was in in response they were like oh this is really cool actually before i made pseudo regalia this was my attempt at a 3d celeste and they showed off a little bit of gameplay which was very different from i think it's celeste 64 is i think the, yeah. the 3d one that just came out yeah. um 
But you can so you can totally see that. You can totally see the like the a bit of the DNA of of a three D Celeste in this game. It's not as punishing. Um, no. Uh, but yeah, I, I it rocked. I had a really good time playing it. Um, uh, yeah, I had, I had it was super enjoyable. It was a great game to just be like, like I just want to jump in, leap around, see if I can do this little bit of platforming, explore this little bit of area, whatever, and then kind of just you know dip as well. You you, you didn't you could you put like an hour into it. It was very satisfying. Plus Absolutely. the soundtrack rocks too. The soundtrack's super good as well. The soundtrack is beautiful. It's, yeah. It's and I think the other cool thing about its development is that it, it was built out of a, a, a more embryonic version of it that was made for a game jam. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Which is, I think you can see that. Like it is definitely proof of concept yeah. in many mm-hmm. ways. Like it is there is an emptiness to it that is very appealing to me. Yeah, I agree. Um but it's not like it's not a built out full thing. It's kind mm. of a lot of ideas that are very good ideas, and I, I cannot wait to see what the dev does oh, with big that because like there's been a, a huge response to this game. It's been, it's, been, it's gone bonkers online. Yeah. So like even yeah. stuff like very early on, like probably within the first area, they're like fight this boss, and I was like yeah. awesome. Okay, bosses are going to be a huge part of the game, but kind of not. I mean a bit, but. Really, not not really. Like the combat is pretty a pretty small part of it, um, yeah. and there's so many weird tricks as well. So like you have a, as a weapon, it's like just this pole, basically, <laughs> yeah. like made of. It's light. like a cru- it's like a crucifix. Yes, sort that's of right. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, yeah. it's not a pole. It's a crucifix thing, uh, but you can throw it, and that, and that doesn't seem to do much. But then I've seen people throw it and then kick off it, like yeah, just like people doing crazy moves. You get a slide at some point, and then people who with that slide managed to turn it into this like bonkers jump where you jump like hundreds of feet into the air yeah. and stuff like it's very cool that's awesome. speaking of that slide actually one of my the early things in the game that made me really like it was when you first get the slide the game literally tells you kind of it describes what the slide is and then at the end it says um this move is not com- this move is not complete like or so, I can't remember mm. the exact wording, but it's like you you need to find the other half of this move. Yeah, because you get uh, you know a slight jump later. Yes, that like yeah. gives you a little bit of extra distance, but it doesn't give it to you at the time. But the game tells you there's another part That's of this move. Common. Like keep looking. So yeah. yeah, I really I liked that a lot. Yeah, That's it, awesome. it, it rocked. Great game. Uh, I think yeah, everybody should play it because it's just super fun. Um, I mean yeah, it does have that jank and like maybe the enemy enemy variety is like a bit lacking, but kind of it's not really. It kind of adds to it. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's great. Uh, five thumbs. Hell I yeah. Pseudo regalia. Good. Good ass game. Guess good, good ass game. Good ass rabbit. Stamping on there. Good ass rabbit game. One of the best <laughs> games to feature a rabbit's ass that I've ever played. I really like game jam games because they all have like a bit of a dangerous idea. You can yes. tell that the devs lost their mind immediately. Absolutely. In the Sandspans Radio Discord, there's a Thumb Cramps channel, mm. and sometime in the last week, can't remember when, people were talking about how. Uh, they made a sex fishing game in a game jam. <laughs> awesome. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a game jam game. That's great. And they were talking about how, like, yeah, it went pretty well. So, like, yeah, we'll probably end up finishing it. That's awesome. I it, think it's also awesome because if they're in the thumb cramps yeah, Discord, we, and if they're talking about we, thumb cramps we and they're talking the about making a game, horny fishermen, Joel and Jackson, <laughs> want to have sex with this fish. Horny fish, Joel and Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I really love games that combine combine the fishing game genre with something it shouldn't be combined with. Like, have you ever played a horror fishing game? I mean, I've played Ooh, Dredge. So good. Well, yeah, Dredge is, is like a kind of it's one of it's the one I played had that kind of like PS one aesthetic, and it was like in a swamp, 
and you were going through like misty swamp and you would just like get to a place and fish and it had this super eerie atmosphere and you'd hear like splash, 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 splash and you'd be like, what the hell was that? What's Sounds like you were me? fishing in Silent Hill. That's what it was like. It was like <laughs> if you combined Silent Hill and like bass fishing or whatever. Great combination of games. I gotta go back to Silent Hill 2. I think about it so much. Yeah, man. Silent Hill 2 kicks off. And it's gonna be really disappointing when, look, the remake sucks real bad, but... Mm. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. We don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I know, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, five thumbs for Pseudo Regalia. Sleepy, what have you been playing? Um, well, I've been playing, um, as per usual, i got to bring a real game and a fake game. Okay, mm-hmm. classic. The, the, the fake game that I've been playing like way, way, way too much of that I do not want to talk about okay. is Super Auto Pets, <laughs> which is... <laughs> It's just an auto battler that has... I never thought I would be an auto battler guy. Yeah. But I, I played a demo of this game called Backpack Battle that was okay. really, really, really good. Uh, and it it got... It, it messed up my brain in a way that yep. makes auto battlers appealing to me suddenly. So I played about 40 hours of Super Auto Pets <laughs> oh, in the last week. <clears throat> That's awesome. It's, it's bad. But but I just need to mention it in case anybody follows me on Steam and sees that I, I have been playing this game mostly. <laughs> I might have to follow you on Steam now just so I can do welfare checks every now and then. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. If you see me load up Super Auto Pets, something is wrong. Send you a little message. You sure you want to be doing that, man? Well, yeah, because there's... We love you and we care about you. (laughs) There's a couple of games that, like, you have a relatively healthy relationship with video games, but then occasionally one game sneaks in and wrecks your entire life. Slay the Spire was one for you? Yes. That's right. Another game that I I refuse to talk about because we could do a whole two-hour podcast (laughs) episode on me talking about my 12 hundred hours in Slay the Spire. That's all right. Just to make everyone else feel better, I'm happy to report that in the last week, I crossed the 100 hour mark in Fortnite. Uh, Wow. uh, Did you unlock that Peter Griffin skin? Oh, yeah. I unlocked that Peter Griffin skin. I also unlocked Solid Snake. That's good stuff. Hell yeah. Um, I I checked recently and I'm at 25 hours or something. (laughs) You've only been playing for like three weeks. It's really, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it got me good. It got me good. Fortnite's never clicked with me. I've, I've given it a go and I've played it with friends and by myself and it's never, it's never gotten me. Uh, I was the same for ages, and then uh, they. I, I realized that because I had Alan Wake too, I had the Alan Wake skin in Fortnite, oh, sure. and I was like, "That's, That's funny. It's funny yeah. that Alan Wake's like." It's like another attempt of him getting out of the dark place, just <laughs> <laughs> to be in Fortnite. <laughs> I I had to, if I did the default dance just right, maybe I'd be free <laughs> of my tortured mind. I need to kill Peter Griffin. <laughs> if I can kill Peter Griffin, I can escape this hell. Uh, and I was like, that's funny. And then I played it, and I I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, cause I, it got its hooks in me. Yeah, because I played it. I think the trick is you have to play a certain amount, and it's not much. No. But, like, I think you have to be like, all right, I'm playing it for, like, two hours. Yeah. So that you wrap your head around everything, and you finish... If not win, get, like, top ten. Well, yeah, I think what tricked me is that I got a victory royale three times in a row. And yeah. I was like, oh, my is God. That not, that's, like, part of it, right? Like, I, I've, I've yeah. been told that it, you get put up against bots in your yep. first, like, bunch mm. of matches to yep. get you And the, I was like, oh, know. dude. And then forever afterwards, I've been chasing that high. Yeah, it's, um, of course. Performance-based matchmaking. Yeah. So, um, oh, true. Yeah, so it's tricky because it doesn't tell you that, but mm. it is. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, is also good because it means that when you first start, the game will not let you just randomly bounce off it because it's not you're not just going to get annihilated. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Straight away. You'll, yeah. You'll run into a guy that's just trying to 
pickaxe his way through a tree or whatever, and then you just shoot him in the back of the head, and you're like, yeah! I'm great at this! I'm the best Fortnite player there ever is! Anyway, yeah. so video games can be dangerous. Yeah. Sleepy, yes. do not reinstall Slay the Spire. <laughs> okay, alright. I, I, you, you know what? I'm going to uninstall it again, because I've been reinstalled it since the last time I good, uninstalled good, it. Good, good, so. good. Uh, but the, the real game that I want to talk about, and this is a, a, this is a, a fun little... It's a, it's a, like an aperitif of a game. Ooh. It's a game that you you can play it for probably about an hour, two hours, mm-hmm. and get um, a, a complete experience out of it. And it is called Lost Balloons Airy Mates. Okay, right. and it is a, a game by a developer called Kimidori Soft, whose games I have been a big fan of over the last few years. They're um, they're very unusual. Uh, Again, all quite bite-sized, limited scope sort of games um, that are about objects in the world kind of acting in ways that they shouldn't act. Okay, um, cool. So this one is a game where you play as a balloon, mm-hmm. and it's essentially a precision platformer where you just have to get the balloon to uh, a cactus at the end of every level that pops the balloon, and that's how you, okay, you beat cool. it. Um, but you've got a limited amount. Your health is like how much air you're letting out so as you're letting out air you rise up and you've got like a stamina meter that that closes and you can get up to you know higher it's kind of it's got an only up sort of a element to it where you're trying to get to the highest kind of point of the level Um, but over the level you're also losing health so you're trying to get to the end uh, before you run out of health basically it's got a multiplayer element, so you can play it with other people as well in the same level. Uh, and you can, like, emote from your balloon. Like, with <laughs> yeah. you know, little sad faces uh, or great. whatever. Um, there's, like, ten levels. And it starts off quite easy. Um, the first couple levels, like, don't take that long to beat. It was, like, I, I think I got it in, like, a minute and a half, the first level. Yep. Yeah. But then very quickly ramps up to, like, a... A dangerously sort of intoxicating <laughs> yeah. level of difficulty where, yeah. like, you can see the path. Like, there is like a you know a moving thing that's taking you over, yeah. and you need to. But, but you're a balloon, so you've got no weight. So by sitting on the thing, and it, when it moves, you like fall off. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. So you need to like balance on it just right so that you're not immediately oh, sliding off when it moves. Yeah. And um, it's very. It's very good. Sounds like it goes um, from like Mario to Meat Boy very quickly. Yeah, and I mean, it never gets that frantic Meat Boy energy. Yeah, it's, all, it's very. The, the other thing about these Kimidori Soft games is that they all have, um, like, you know, Creative Commons license-free piano <laughs> oh, in, yeah. music oh, in the I background. The so they're very like gentle energy games but very difficult dexterously yeah. like it's yeah does it have kind of it, like getting over it vibes almost yeah that's not um, only isn't that on the other only up game no only ups where you that's a go game up. where you gotta go up because there's two games like that it was get, what's getting, getting over it's you gotta go up but you're that's in a the benefit party one yeah oh uh, yeah but go yeah. but only ups a game where you're gonna go only up yeah and you're a little well, boy or whatever yeah the main difference is that it's it's level based. Like you're you're not doing like a, a yeah, big fair, fair. overarching map, which I think is where the appeal of that game comes from. Is like falling and having to start all the yeah, way from yeah, the totally. beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just, it's just ten levels, and they just get progressively harder, and they're they're themed after different environments in the real world. But it's got a little bit of that same surreality to it. Yeah, to like sure. The, um, it's a strange thing to be a balloon in a convenience store that's empty <laughs> where this like beautiful gentle piano music is playing and you're trying to get to the cactus to pop yourself like that's a strange that's awesome. thing that's to do great. 
I also I want to shout out uh, my favorite game by this developer is called Forklift Load. Yeah, which is a game that I have been screaming about for years <laughs> since I played it. Uh, in which you play as an, a, a sentient AI forklift in a future where all of the humans have disappeared and you've got this open world and you drive around, again, with the same gentle kind of piano yeah. music playing in the background, helping other AI vehicles get out of situations that only a forklift can help That's them get awesome. out of. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, that um, sounds great. All of these games are like $5. Uh, there's a whole series that... Uh, I'll read out some of the other titles. Yeah, please do. Um, we've got uh, Lost Egg... The Lost Egg series, oh, where you are. I know Lost Egg. Yeah, I, I know that um, Tom Walker yes. has streamed some Kimidori soft games in the past, so um, that might be why. Yeah, Lost. Um, there's also Takoyaki Party Survival. <laughs> um, toilet paper wants to be a basketball. <laughs> They're all good. They're all like the same kind of experience, and they're all very enjoyable. Yeah, they sound great. They sound amazing. Yeah. Um, I Because ba- the only one of those I've seen footage of is Lost Egg. And Jackson, I think that would be the type of games that would consume your entire yeah, life. Yeah, big time, dude. Yeah. I like yeah. games that drive me insane. Yeah, that, that'll yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you, you they, they drive you insane for two hours, and then you can snap back out of it, and you, you've been released from their groups. Yeah. It's, it's like a good uh, balance. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have the super auto pets element of hooking you in for 40 <laughs> hours in a week. You can beat Lost Egg in two hours, and yeah. then you can log back into Fortnite yeah, exactly. and free Alan Wake. Yeah, i got to get him out of it, dude. <laughs> Surely there's an amount of crowns that will get him out of there, right? That's clearly what he's thinking, dude. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't like his odds. So, so how many thumbs for Lost Balloon? Lost Balloon. Airy. Yeah, Airy Mates. Yeah, Airy Mates. Mates. That's yeah. awesome. Great I think it's called Airy Mates because you can play it uh, with multiple yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's great. Um, which I haven't actually done. I, I think it probably would enhance the experience. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but I've already, you know, I've, I've had my, my time with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd give it a, a four thumbs. I think if this game, if I'd played it last, it came out last year, if I'd played it last year, like it would have been a contender for, for my best yeah. games of the year. Like, Sleepy's nice list. Yeah, damn. Yeah, the nice list. Yeah, I mean, it's like a perfect kind of game for those, for that sort of list because I want to always highlight these like strange, unique, yeah, um, sure. smaller experiences, I think, because they get sort of drowned out in, in the world. And, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Jackson, yeah. speaking of awesome, our very good friend is waiting mm, at the door. Some you might should, say our best friend. Uh, some could say that. Some so could it's say that, yeah. time to uh, let him in. Hey, everybody, it's me, Mr. Ed. Hey, Mr. Ed. Here with the Did ads. you just pull up in a car? Is that what that sound was? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I pulled was... up in my Rolls Royce. <laughs> I had a good day at the dog truck. Bought a oh, Rolls Royce. Yes, Mr. Ed. Good day on the dogs. Yeah. Sometimes gambling does pay off. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you bet on the right dog. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Ed's just a reminder that it's always good to chase your losses because they can't run forever. Well, yeah, they didn't for me. And now I have a brand new Rolls Royce. <laughs> Very exciting stuff. Anyway, Mr. Ed's, why are you having such a good day? How about you uh, unload those ads on us? Okay, here, I'll handball them to you boys. All right, enjoy the ads. Bye-bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. See you, Mr. Ads. Thank you so much, Mr. Ads. It's a big day at the dog track. Big for day him. at the dog track. Did he do that before coming into work? No, that's all right. <laughs> that's what okay. Did, yeah, we worked out for him. So. Yeah, and whatever he's doing, not on company time. That's we should ask him his secret. <laughs> <laughs> Which dog do you like? How the do you? Look you of? Yeah. What do you? How, how does he know? How does he know how? Everything's to pick got a trick. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you can tell if a dog's fast when you look at it. Yeah. But you can't tell if a dog's faster. Mm. <laughs> oh, that is not interesting. Yeah, it is. There's something that's fascinating. I think. Well, speaking of fascinating, okay. it's time to head to the thumbcramspod at gmail.com inbox. And uh, look, yeah, mixed bag. Mixed some, bag, some, some good, some bad. Some normal, <laughs> some not so normal. Okie dokie. So let's start with an attempt to keep things normal okay. from Michael. The subject of this is Zelda Rex in uh, all caps, <laughs> which is why I had to scream it. Nice. Dear video game boyfriends and lovely guests. In an effort to make your inbox normal again, I have a no-nonsense video game-related question for you. Fabulous. I have never played Zelda before. Okay. I want to hop in and get started, but there's so many games, and I don't know which ones are good. So, for a brand new Zelda player, which ones would you recommend I play, and in what order? I don't give a damn if they're old (laughs) or new games. I just want Zelda fever. (laughs) Yours forever, Michael. Okay. Now, Uh, yeah. I've played an absolute shitload of Zelda. Most of them. Yeah, yeah. And Michael... Uh, Zelda is one of those franchises where, for your first experience, and I guess to figure out why they're good, uh, the most obvious answer is the best one. Mm. Just start with Ocarina of Time, because yeah. or Ooh. a link to the past. A link to the past. That's that would have been my suggestion. Yeah. Ocarina of Time is a tough ask of some people because I think I love it. Yeah, mm. but I think the the exact combination of the type of 3d game it is is very hard to map on unless you're playing you're uh, you used to playing games of that era yeah yeah okay well okay so if you are like mid 20s to 
older yeah. and you've experienced like Nintendo 64 early yeah. 3D true, games. True, 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 true. Ocarina of Time. But I suspect Absolutely. you're probably a bit younger if you've never played a Zelda game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Zelda games, a lot of the really interesting uh, entries in the series are extra good if you have played one of the normal ones first. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. So even like, I mean, Wind Waker is also a really good game. I don't know how that would go as your first one, but it also could be good if you've experienced like big games like that before. Yeah. I know I say this, I, this is my favorite Zelda game, so this might seem like I'm just saying it because I love this Zelda game, but legitimately, I think Minish Cap also kind of, because it's, it's kind of simpler and is a little bit more modern. It came out for the Game Boy Advance, uh, and it's, 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 yeah, maybe won't feel so dated, but it also does give you that Zelda sort of, you know, the, the various temples and the, the sort of yeah. upgrades and what you still will get that sort of vibe. Uh, Michael, yeah. Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom do rock, but they do not feel like traditional Zelda games at yeah. all. But you could no, just stop. separate thing. I think the kind of trick is you could start playing any of them. Really? Yeah, but the, you are right in saying that there... Because Zelda is like... It is has always sort of been in a pendulum swing between like what it is and what it isn't. And there's yeah. always the, the subversive swing. There's always... True. you know For every Ocarina of Time, there's a Majora's Mask yeah. and... Um, link to the past, I mean, it started the from the beginning, like for the first, the first Legend of Zelda game, and then immediately going into um, Link's Adventure. Yeah. Like they're two very different games. Very it, true. it kind of set itself up. So if you go in at the wrong place, I think you can Bounce be off. bounced off it. Yeah. My recommendation would be um, if you've got access to a 3DS, a Link Between Worlds. Oh, I think oh yeah. Is um, I think it it takes what is really good about uh, a Link to the Past and. Um, Gives it like a little bit of a, a modern oomph. I really love that you can do the temples in any order. That you yeah, can take the cool. you rent the items and you can um, sort of experiment with different things around the world. Yeah. I think it's yeah, yeah, it's got a cool little gimmick and yeah, I think mm. that's a good one. Yeah, look, basically just make sure that you don't start with one of the weirdo ones. So don't start with Majora's Mask. Don't start with Link's Awakening. Spirit Tracks. Don't start with Spirit <laughs> Tracks. I'm a huge Spirit Tracks apologist. Spirit I Tracks think that game's rocks, dude. The yeah. hero of trains. He's the hero of trains. <laughs> he's, got it's a, all... he's got a train, guys. He's got the train sword. It's not even the master sword in it. He's got the train sword. I gotta oh. put my train hat on. Yeah! <laughs> Sleepy swap tarts and he's wearing a train hat That's now. That's awesome. That's a good hat. That's a great hat. That's a hat yeah. I bet you wish you I had. I wish I was like, wearing that hat. Yeah. Dude, like, I love it's, this hat because I found it on the floor, but it's, yeah. it's not the most exciting hat in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the train hat. <laughs> that is, could be the most exciting It's got train tracks on it. That's how yeah. you know it's a train That's hat. That's crazy. Um... Oracle of Seasons and Ages also don't start with. Ooh. Michael, I think the trick you're going to find is that the ones people talk about a lot as being like the best Zelda game are probably not going to be the ones you want to start yeah, that's with. true. Because people are like, well, this one really subvert subverts everything. Don't want subversion for no, your first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't understand. You just be like, this is a weird game. <laughs> yeah, what the hell's going on? Although if you play the subversive one first and then you play a normal Zelda, that would be the subversive. It's <laughs> just very interesting to think about. <laughs> I played Majora's Mask first and I went back to Ocarina of Time and they subverted Majora's Mask by making <laughs> Link <it> big. <laughs> <laughs> they made Link big in this one. That's so subversive. That's crazy, dude. Uh, so that was an attempt to get our emails more normal. And now I'm just going to head to an email from Jaden with the subject, I can officially say I listen to you boys whilst being choked. Don't, oh, don't worry, it's family friendly. That's oh. the subject. All of that is in the subject. <laughs> and yeah, I will let you know that this email went to spam, presumably because of that subject. <laughs> but I found it. 
That's fabulous. Dearest gamer boyfriends and most vocally attractive guests so far. Whoa, nice. Oh, okay. Well, they said it, not me. <laughs> Hi. I always hear about how you can listen to podcasts anywhere, but I push that to the absolute limits. I go to the gym three times a week. However, it's not the lift up heavy things, Jim. It's a learn how to hurt people, Jim. <laughs> okay. I train in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, a grappling martial art, where I learn how to hurt people without punching them. Nice. Well, it turns out when you are chosen to play music whilst rolling, in brackets sparring, you should make sure you don't accidentally put your podcast on Spotify. <laughs> As the latest song in the list ended, all I, all I heard was the dulcet tones <laughs> of my favorite gaming podcast speaking in an Italian accent <laughs> while my opponent's forearm cut off the blood flow to my brain. Wow. Rather than tap out, I couldn't help but think... This would make an amazing story before I realized, <laughs> oh no, my blood, and promptly tapped out. So yeah, you really can listen to this podcast anywhere. That's incredible. Jaden. That's, that's really... And then Jaden sent a follow-up email straight away. Oh, okay. By the way, yes, I did let it continue until training was over. <laughs> they didn't stop the podcast. That's wow. awesome, Jaden. That rocks. And do, do you think your opponent would have gotten close enough that they could hear it through your headphones? Be like, what are they doing? That's fantastic, Jaden. That's really good stuff. So this last email, and yeah. it's a classic, a classic genre in thumb uh, Okay, they're never good. We don't have any good classic genres. <laughs> is it a, is it an email about uh, being embarrassed to buy something at a store? <laughs> yeah. No, people have calmed down on that one. This is uh, okay. this is uh, uh, well, the subject says it all. Yeah, podcast related breakup. Oh no, <laughs> what do we do? Hey, Jack and Joel and third host. What's up? After hearing Freddy's situation a few weeks back, I was reminded of the time I showed my last girlfriend thumb cramps. She didn't react and never brought it up again, but we broke up a few weeks later. I can't help but assume showing her thumb cramps was the end. Your friend, Sersha. Here's the thing, Sersha. I don't think you And everyone listening. Don't show your partner a podcast. Don't say, hey, babe, listen to this podcast. If you want him to hear it, you just put it on a speaker. No, don't listen to a podcast on the speaker. That's if, serial killer behavior. But if you want to get your partner, no! how else are you going to? You want to share thumb cramps with your they beloved. They need to discover it accidentally. <laughs> okay. I don't even tell my partner that I'm going to be on thumb cramps. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. Smart man. That's the thing to do. Yeah, like you think. How do you propose? Okay, you want to let your partner know about thumb cramps. Step one, I abandon that dream. <laughs> End. Fair enough. How are you? You love someone. You want to show them this? No, I don't. <laughs> Never in a million years. Listeners, let us know why would you want to show anyone this podcast? Also, I listeners, have there ever been success stories? Have you ever shown somebody thumb cramps and they're like, from... Because I got to assume that listening to thumb cramps is a bit like playing Fortnite. <laughs> you need to listen to a couple before you're like, oh, this is good. Well, but if you listen to an episode in isolation, you would be like, how is this legal? <laughs> thumb cramps is also like Fortnite in that it is not for me. I've tried it, but it is not for me at all. Can't get into it. Fair oh, enough. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this episode's not a bad first episode. It's got a stupid theme, but then we actually do talk about the games, and it's only at the end of the episode that we start screaming and losing our minds. Yeah, but maybe what you want your partner, what you enjoy is when we do lose 
lose our minds. No, but this has got a little bit of that. Well, that's true. It's gonna, we, it's we're actually taste. in that segment right now. <laughs> it's, happening as we speak. It's, it's sort of like uh, the guy wanting to get into Zelda. Like you don't want to get in on the subversive <laughs> yeah, thumb cramps episode. True. You need to get in on a normal thumb cramps. Well, episode. unfortunately, I think the subversive episodes of thumb cramps are now the normal episodes. The one where we just sit around talking <laughs> about review a game. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Where if we're reviewing whacking off our dicks, yeah. Making love to a whack-a-mole machine, mm. you know. I look. This is too much information for thumb cramps, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Okay. People talk about how thumb cramps lost its mind last year, and I'm starting to worry that something happened in my life because I have had so many sex-related injuries in the last twelve months. <laughs> my dick and nuts have copped it, and I'd never had one before. And now I've is had thumb like, cramps to blame? <laughs> I've had like four. <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah, dude, it sucks. You need to wear a cop at all times. <laughs> I'm not even doing anything like weird. <laughs> Or, look, no, yucking anyone's yum. Yeah, and I yeah, will but not you're, not, be, you're not being like... I'm not like, hey, babe, hit me with the freaking hammer. Yeah, you're not like, I'm dude, just like, yeah. When look. my partner hammers my nuts. <laughs> it and it's crazy, I've had a bunch of nut-related injuries. Because yeah. I, I would be like, dude, add, you know, one and one and get two. But you're having regular stuff happen to your genitals. And, yeah. y- and yet... I'm having normal, normal <laughs> genital-related... In- yeah, it's crazy. Anyway. I think Thumb Cramps is to blame. Yeah. I'm still thinking about f***ing a whack-a-mole machine and I'm trying to work out, is are you? Is the whack-a-mole machine the top or the bottom? Like, it could theoretically be both. Well, in my mind at first, because I think it depends on how your penis is getting walloped. I would also just like to point out, I think, Sleepy, that may have been your first ever F or Jeff on Thumb Cramps. Oh, no, I actually did one last time. I was just thinking we got the, through the whole episode without yeah, one. Yeah, that's all right. Tut, we tut. had about 45 last week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's, uh, it's a red hot year. But that was not my first. I did. I broke my cherry last yeah, last yeah, episode, last time I was on. I remember a very shameful moment for me. <laughs> well, you're currently ranked third for uh, biggest swearer on thumb cramps in 2024. That's crazy. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Those stats are wild, dude. Uh, number one will be hard to catch. That is currently Ruby Beginners with yeah. I was about to say it's probably <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and then Jackson second also by a significant margin <laughs> um, yeah. like the cheeky little shrug you just did there yeah. hey, that's, I'm a hey, stinker I'm a scam <laughs> you're what, a little stinker I'm a little stinker what, what are we gonna do about it um, yeah I think that if I was having sex to a whack-a-mole machine I, well, I think, it depends I think it's, w- it's more of a game oh it's a game both ways well that's the thing because you don't it's, know what's gonna happen if you're if, if you're, you're penetrating the, bottom, the whack-a-mole, yeah, then you're yeah. going to get donked, walloped in the knob by a mole. <laughs> but, that, but if you're making love But that might from, be what you're looking for. It might uh, well, be that I'm, surprise. But the thing is, if you're making love from within a whack-a-mole machine, right, you're liable to get walloped in the knob by a big hammer. <laughs> oh, so well, I was I, imagining that the you're either having sex with the hole or you're perched above the hole waiting for the yes. mole to go into your asshole. Oh. Yes, that is that's what <laughs> that I was thinking. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. That what if you just whack a mole the opposite way you just <laughs> See, <laughs> mole, <laughs> mole, penis, hammer. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Hmm. What to think about? It there is. I think I think it's there's not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, sleepy. I, I think there's plenty. I think about, about 45 minutes of podcast content oh, on I'm this think, alone. I'm thinking about what if the whack-a-moles each had like a sort of a rubber mouth that you could make love to. Yeah. And so as uh, it came out, you quick. needed to you with a hammer in a way. Mm. And you needed to thrust in do and that out. With the clowns with the balls. That's true, but then it spins yeah. <laughs> rotates. You gotta be careful. What would happen if the whack-a-mole comes out? You stick your genitals into the whack-a-mole's mouth, then it descends again. Mm. Does that snap your penis off? It could. 
A scary song. The sex-related injuries I was talking about haven't been that extreme, (laughs) so I can't really... I've had a sprained nut. That's awesome, Yeah, that's That's so cool. Thanks for bringing back. I was having a real hard time working out how he got that. (laughs) I'm I'm a really good host. You can bring it all back. Yeah, you are. And the last email, which is going to absolutely kick off another discussion. Sweet. Uh, This is from Brandon from Utah. Okay, nice. Subject. showers (laughs) showers <laughs> oh we're yes, doing it finally we're doing finally. it hello boyfriends and beautiful guests what's up quick point for jackson's case and a quick recap in case people were scared fabulous off by stop. the boner cramps title last week fabulous jackson claimed that there is 10 types of showers yes I ruby did. said no Wrong. there's four and i said there's one yeah it's yeah, a yeah. shower <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Brandon says, quick point for Jackson's case. I think he meant to say that a shower doesn't have to be one type of shower. Like a shower can be for cleaning and for healing. He also forgot cosmetic showers for things like shaving, brushing teeth, and to have to make hair more palatable. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah, palatable. yeah. Palatable. I would probably count that in... Well, I suppose it's its own kind. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's about intent. I think you get in the shower... With a goal? (laughs) Yeah, well, you go, oh, I need to take, uh, you know, a a depression shower, say. (laughs) What's the goal of a depression shower? Well, you just sit in there and, you know, pass some time and feel sad. But also, if while you're having the depression shower, you wash your nuts and asshole. Yeah. Then you, that's okay. It doesn't stop it being a depression shower just because you've cleaned, in the, or if you're having a cleaning shower and you're washing your bits and you, you know, your hair, and then you're like, I'm so sad. <laughs> it's still a cleaning shower. Yeah. Just depression happened in it. Yeah. Did you include the type of shower where you just run it on hot so that the whole bathroom steams up so you can pretend you're in Silent Hill? <laughs> I didn't include the okay. Silent Hill shower. <laughs> Silent but Hill shower. Well, what the about- shower is a reflection. My bathroom's a reflection of my twisted mind. Um, but <laughs> speaking of steamy showers, though, yeah, what about the shower where you're like, well, maybe you've got like your in, uh, your head's congested and you need some steam. Brother, or, that's a healing shower. Or healing shower. what if you're staying in a hotel or an Airbnb? Okay. You've got a shirt. You can't iron the it. The ironing shower. Wow. The ironing your shirt shower. Oh my god! Is that the mythical eleventh? I think shower? that's the mythical eleventh <laughs> shower. Only whispered about in dark tales. <laughs> <laughs> the ironing your shirt shower, and it never quite works. Uh, sometimes it does. It depends on the shirt material. Yeah, that's true. That's and how true. hot and how steamy the room gets. Yeah, very true. Very um, true. It is also worth noting that Jackson refuses to acknowledge, and this has been something that's made people very angry. Mm. Uh, this is probably the most backlash we've had since our spoiler song. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that was that you refuse to acknowledge that a cleaning your body shower and I need to wash my hair shower are actually two showers. No. <laughs> Wrong. That's a cleaning shower, my friend. If you well, are, it's a. I I you're would argue cleaning that your it's hair? like cleaning shower A and cleaning shower B. Like yeah, it's hard it is mode. of a type. Yeah, but, but I think under it, the umbrella term cleaning shower, they're both cleaner. But so would you would you say that a healing shower could be both? Um, I uh, I was holding onto the back of a car and got a bunch of like um, gravel mm-hmm. dug into my body, and I need to wash all the gravel out. Yeah. Um, as the same type of healing shower as like a like a depression healing shower. Because yeah. those are different. No, types of I would say depression shower is its own entity. Because you also okay. keep saying that a depression shower is to pass the time while sad, but you've got a passing the time. Well, that's what you're passing well. the time regular. 
Yeah. For the, is that not just the same thing? No. Because and I think Jackson that uh, well, you're the, not passing the time with the. I mean, I suppose you are. But and yeah. this is also the point where Ruby almost tried to walk away from the podcast mm. recording. Uh, I think you're also refusing to acknowledge that some people that have to wash their hair, that adds like a 10 to 15 minutes in the yeah. shower where you can do it in about 30 seconds. Well, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. but this is my system. <laughs> it's, it's in relation to my life. That's funny because anytime someone disagrees with me, you say, no, there is 10 showers. <laughs> but now that someone's like, oh, yeah, but when I wash my hair, that's a different type of shower. Yeah. You say, wrong, not for me. <laughs> for me, within my life, there are 10 showers. You can have as many showers as you like. There's no skin off my nose. Is there is there a sex shower? Yes, a absolutely. Sex shower There's an, an, an intimacy shower, which is different intimacy from a pleasure shower. shower. Because a okay. pleasure shower is just a shower for the love of shower. Just a shower. It's a shower. It's just a shower. It's just a shower. It's a pleasure <laughs> shower. It's sort of a hob- a shower. I consider myself a shower hobbyist, and that's a sort of sh- shower hobbyist <laughs> shower because you're just doing it for the sweet thrill of being in the shower. You know. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna need a shower after this. I think. How great is a shower? It's the best. It's it's a little bit. I'm gonna be- have a cool shower. Yeah, cooling down shower. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the showers, and that's good too. God, I love having a shower. <laughs> well, if you want to send us an email, you can hit us up at thumbcramspod at gmail.com. And that's something you can do. Yeah. But something you have to do yep. is you if must. you're listening to this podcast, you got to give us five stars. Mm-hmm. That's agree the more. least you can do for us. It's the least you can do. Look at everything. We, we just recorded for like an, an hour and a bit for you. <laughs> To tell you about the games! Exactly. Now you know about the games. Oh, thank you, Thumb Cribs. What can I do in return? Well, guess what? You can go and give us five stars on your podcast app of choice. And if it allows you to, write a little review. And if you give us five stars, we have to read the review. That's true, which is where these two reviews have come from. Uh, so this first review, the title is, What If Podcast Was Games? Oh, interesting. Five stars. Mm-hmm. Excellent gaming podcast. I feel a strong connection to the hosts and guests who don't seem to be very good or even really enjoying video games. <laughs> Sorry, very good at or uh, even enjoying yes, video yes, games. Yes. <laughs> or very good, <laughs> just in general. Yeah, that's fair. 10 out of 10, in a sea of gaming podcasts who take things a bit too seriously, this one's a relief. Yeah, we definitely are not taking things that seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> if someone That's says, my secret. Yeah, yeah. If there's 10 gamers on Earth, I am one of them. If there's 500 gamers on Earth, I am one of them. If there's one gamer on Earth, that is me. And if there's no gamers on Earth, I am there. <laughs> and this next review, the subject of it is title. Okay, interesting. Uh, five stars. My last review didn't get added to Apple Podcasts, and I think it's because I said I was a horrible little worm that loved cum. Can you not say cum in Apple reviews? That's despicable if Apple mm. won't let you say cum. It is also worth noting that they did say cum in that review, but they said C.U.M. Yeah, so okay, so we, we learned. the system. They tricked the system. And What's wrong? Up? What if you did a podcast about cum? Yeah. How, how could you review it? What about Calm Down? Dude? How are people out there reviewing Calm Down if you can't say well, Calm? This is how they review Calm Town. They go into the reviews of Calm Town, yeah. they hit five stars, and then they say, This podcast made me gay for my dad. <laughs> yeah. That is every review of Calm Town. That is true. That is true. I've played my hands too hard there. I am familiar with Calm Town. <laughs> I've never heard of it myself. <laughs> smart. Stay yeah, away smart. from Good it. Good move. That's the way to do when it. When people say Adam Friedland show, you say who? Yeah, huh? that's how the that's the best way to stay a respectable member of society. Yeah, that's true. Now that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent episode. Great. Cube off to a red yeah, hot start. I Fabio agree Aim more. Tube. Yeah. 
and Sleepy. Thank you so much for joining us. And Hey, my pleasure as always, fellas. This was really fun. Hell yeah. Where can people find you and you've got anything you want to plug? Tell us your things. Now. <laughs> um, Twitter, Sleepy underscore nice. Oh, it's not Twitter anymore. It's, it's X. X. Yeah. The, uh, application X. Um, I've been uh, streaming on, on Twitch again uh, more more frequently. And, uh, through the summer, I've been doing a, um, a PlayStation 1 uh, special event oh, where yes. I am randomly rolling three PS1 games and playing half an hour of each of them and then ranking them on a, on a big list. Oh, yeah. Um, those have been extremely fun. I've gotten to play a bunch of games that I never would have played before, and some of them have been very surprisingly good. So um, come through, join me for, for one of those. Um, still no news on any of the Lost Bitter music stuff, but it is it's in the works. Cool. But if you like um, if you like ambient music or tabletop music, you can uh, listen to my music at Lost Spinner. Hell yeah! And, and while we're talking about music, one thing I've never done on this podcast, I'm going to do right now. Hey, Hell yeah, listeners. Dude. How about you listen to my band too? Whoa! Yeah, do it. So if you like ambient music, listen to Sleepy's Project Law Spinner. But if you like hardcore music that sounds like you've been kicked in the head, yes. you should listen to my band SK11, spelled S-K-X-I. It is on every streaming service. Our most popular song is called Always Bashing Everyone. That gives you everything you need to know. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, dude. We got new music coming out later this year. Whoa! Hell yeah. Sorry's doing so much stuff. Yeah, dude. I'm what music so are you making? I'm not doing shit. Uh, <laughs> farts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tooting. Until next week, gamers, keep on gaming! Woo! Woo! Bye. Woo. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.